Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. Yay! All right, let's get right into tacting with tequila. So just as a reminder, this is the section where I discuss pop culture events or an event in layman's terms and behavioral terms you just heard me open my white claw i am not gonna drink tequila right now i'll do my little pre-mac principle so first i'll record this podcast and then i'll take a shot so i'll just start out with a white claw before i keep going i want to excuse any um kind of noises you hear in my background um my patio doors for some reason um they just make a lot of noise whenever the wind or anything touches them so first of all please plug me if you know of a handyman on oahu that knows how to deal with lanai aka patio doors okay so let's get into these terms so this week i'm going to be talking about actually a lot of things but the four that i really want to highlight here which i have spoken about if i'm not mistaken like do you hear that motorcycle or whatever in the background um you know we're just gonna we're gonna roll with it as you can see this is a super fancy um expensive podcast i'm putting on um i've talked about the four functions but i just want to review them because they are the main things that i will be talking about today with my special guest so just as a reminder the four functions of behavior are referencing really the reason why we as behaviorists believe that everyone engages in the behaviors that they engage in so um the first function or and these are in no order um the first function is attention so we all engage in behaviors to uh, get some kind of attention the next function is automatic reinforcement this is also known as like a sensory kind of function in that we all engage in things that simply just feel good to us absent of other people so the emphasis with automatic reinforcement is that it is not necessarily a socially mediated function this is something that we can just do um you know with um respect to just what we like to do again absent of other people um another function of behavior is access so we all do things to access things um be it activities be it objects um we just essentially we all do behavior to access things and then the last function is escape so we also all engage in behaviors um to escape things that we just simply I mean, really just want to escape. So be it a task, a, a demand, um, you know, a person, whatever. So um, like I said, I'll actually be talking about a ton, I, th- I think, of um, behavioral terms as they come up within the episode. I definitely will point them out. We'll definitely be talking about some um, positive and negative reinforcement, talking about some positive and negative even punishment, um, which again, reinforcement when the reinforcement has taken place that just means that something has been added or uh, removed from our environment and has caused a behavior to increase in the future 
And um, on the opposite end, punishment occurs when a um, when something has been added or removed from our environment and it has um, caused a behavior to decrease in the future. I think I'll also probably be touching on some extinction. Um, and then also we're going to be talking about some more um, mentalistic kind of psychological terms as well as my special guest has experience with sociology and psychology and all that jazz. So stay tuned for the next section. So this week will be the first of hopefully a three-part series on love languages. I've asked various people who are coupled to join in with me on speaking on this. Um, If you are coupled and you are interested in coming on the show to talk about love languages and ABA and all of that good stuff, please, please, please email me at lovesexabapodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's lovesexabapodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to have you on. Um, So first and foremost, um, I'm not recording today's episode by myself. I actually have a special guest who is one of my favorite people in the world, who um, is also my fiance and life partner, Jamie. Jamie, say hi. (laughs) You get all like weirded out when I introduce you, huh? Yeah. Um, so first off, Jamie, um, you've been on the show obviously before, but I want you to kind of tell everybody about yourself. I think when I introduced you before, it was a little bit more silly and we are pretty silly. That's just the the nature of us. Um, but prior to, um, including you in on the recording, I was explaining the four functions of behavior. I have not quite gotten into love languages just yet. We'll touch on that in a second, but I did tell the listeners that my special guest, aka you, um, you have a background in sociology, psychology. Um, I mean, you have a background, honestly, in a ton of stuff. So I know you don't really like formal introductions, but if you can introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are, that'd be awesome. Um, yes. So uh, I do, I have a degree in sociology. Um, I also have a certification in what's called uh, Master Resilience Training. And essentially, it's just a program that was developed by uh, UPenn some years back some positive psychologists and cognitive psychologists got together and developed a program that essentially is is focused on thinking about thinking so when things happen in our lives we tend to focus on um it's it's like this phenomenon where we we tend to um give into the negativity bias right so something happens and we we think like a heat of the moment thought and all of a sudden we're down the rabbit hole and this happens in um in random happenings in our life it happens in relationships it happens in the job it happens i mean in traffic it happens everywhere so essentially the 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 master resilience trainer program is meant to correct that counterproductive thought pattern whenever you know counterproductive or negative things happen in our lives so that's something that i really 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 enjoy doing among um let me see what did you what did you mention I'm also an equal opportunity yeah, um, liaison. Well, what's your job? Well, I'm a medic by trade in in the army. Okay, but along with that, yeah. so yes, I'm an MRT or a master resilience trainer, also an equal opportunity trainer. Which is um, so that program is focused on uh, equal opportunity, also equal <laughs> employment <laughs> opportunities, right. as well as a sexual assault response coordinator. 
So that one is pretty self-explanatory. So it kind of sounds like um, we are kind of like two, or I guess the same, I was going to say two sides of one coin, but it sounds like actually we're on the same side of the coin and that we're both in the service of helping people. Absolutely. Um, and that does require us to do like ongoing internal work on ourselves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think those two programming interruptions, no, okay. MRT and EO definitely, I think MRT took the most inner work and maybe one day I'll get on here and talk about like the damn near breakdown I had <laughs> trying to do my teach backs during that class but yeah. EO and, and MRT mean a lot to me because they're they're in service of others so I can't wait to tell everybody the example you always use about us in your oh yeah, yeah MRT yeah. training so we'll get to that um so when we first took so Jamie and I um we started dating in I'm really bad with numbers wow. 2017 wow <laughs> and um I actually thought at the beginning of our relationship we took this but in actually doing my data for this episode we didn't take it until October 2018 yeah but maybe we just talked about it I don't know yeah you also know my memory's like pretty fuck um but so anyways we took we both first took the love languages quiz um in our relationship in October 2018 um and at that time I don't know if I really understood just how um impactful they would be (laughs) in our relationship so um first before I kind of get into what mine were and slash are and what yours were slash are I just want to go over what the love languages are the five love languages excuse me and how I have conceptualized them to fit in with the four functions of behavior. So um, the first love language that they talk about, um, and I don't know why I said that because again, these are not listed in any kind of order, is acts of service. So according to the five love languages website, um, um, acts of service is anything that someone does to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on a active service person will speak volumes. So finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. So, um, and again, y'all, I'm so sorry for the background. Um, so the way I've conceptualized this is an escape from task and demands. Um, essentially, if to me, at least, again, the way that I've conceptualized this, if someone engages in behaviors that really help me to kind of avoid or actually escape having to do certain tasks and demands, I think that's a pretty good um, kind of, I don't know, uh, carryover to what this love language is. Um, The second love language is physical touch. So um, according, again, to the website, hugs, pats on the backs, um, holding hands, thoughtful talk, or excuse me, thoughtful um, touches on the arm, shoulders, face. So physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in a relationship. Um, for this one, the way I conceptualize this is is um, going back to the um, function of attention and also kind of a mix of some automatic reinforcement and even some sensory reinforcement. Um, and the next one is receiving gifts so the receiver of gifts thrives on the love language um or excuse me thrives on the love thoughtfulness and effort behind the gift so this one they did note is not to be confused with like materialism or even someone being like materialistic but it's really about the thought behind the gift so gifts are usually 
um, seen as a visual representation of love and are treasured greatly. So for this one, I um, conceptualize this one as having an attention kind of main, maintained function along with access to tangibles. The next one is quality time. So in the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Quality time also means sharing quality conversations and quality activities. So I believe that this really kind of speaks to that attention function. It also could, I guess, um, speak to like access to tangibles, that kind of function as well. And then the fifth love language um, is words of affirmation. So actions don't always speak louder than words. For this love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. So kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. The way I conceptualize this one is um, also that attention function. So Jamie, I'll let you go first. When we first took this quiz, and again, that was in October 2018, what were your love languages like in the order that you kind of ranked them hierarchy-wise? Yeah, so my top one was physical touch. Um, my second one was quality time. My third, words of affirmation. Fourth, acts of service. And my last one was receiving gifts. I'd be interested to see how much it changed. I don't think it would change too much if I took it took it now. Do you remember what mine were? Um, physical touch. I'm just going to guess physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> physical touch. Um, then I would say words of affirmation. And then receiving gifts quality time and then acts of service definitely um you know right on the money it's almost like you're reading it off of the website. <laughs> um so you kind of actually already mentioned it though like these can change over time mm-hmm. um so you think with yours like you don't think that yours have really changed too much i think quality time might be might be lower i, I think i don't real. i didn't realize how much i appreciate acts of service mm before we before we dated so I'm pretty sure that would be higher on the totem pole now so I think with mine one of the things I remember being so uncomfortable with back then that I'm uncomfortable with now because I do think that mine have kind of shifted is how much I love receiving gifts like I'm very (laughs) you know like I even you laughing you're laughing probably because you know I'm uncomfortable like I hate I just hate being seen as materialistic but I really do like especially because you're so thoughtful like you can literally get me like a can of pop but like you'll get it and like you'll get it specifically for something that really does kind of pertain to me um so I don't know I, I don't know if it would like outrank per se physical touch but I definitely think actually you know I do love words of affirmation I need those a lot I just need all of these to be <laughs> quite honest and even like ranking them it's kind of tough hard, right yeah, yeah. so um, one of the things that we tend to do is apply ABA and MRT to our relationship a lot. Yeah, For those of you who are not familiar with MRT, it's pretty similar to ACT, um, which is acceptance and commitment therapy slash training. And that that whole essence, uh, an art of like diffusion and really um, kind of doing like that internal work in the moment mm-hmm. um, is really emphasized. So um, how do you, how would you kind of say that you mesh MRT in the love languages um, either towards like yourself and then also um, towards our relationship? Mm. You like stumped me with that one. I was like, I wasn't ready. Um, 
I think, let me think. I think so. MRT comes with different skills. And I think that um, I rely heavily on effective communication, thinking traps, and real-time resilience. Those are probably like three skills that I lean on heavily for our relationship, okay? Um, As far as how they tie into the love languages, I don't know. I can't even say that that's more of an MRT thing, but I think it's definitely like a socialization thing. Okay. So if I think about like words of affirmation, why you might need words of affirmation or why um, receiving gifts might be something that you're uncomfortable with. I think I lean more so on socialization for that rather than MRT. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about those thinking traps. I oh know God. that's something that, <laughs> I remember off the top of my head. That's something that we, we deal with. Uh, yeah. I so, think, or we dealt with, especially a lot when oh, we first yeah. got here. Oh yeah. I, look, I'm, I'm agreeing a little too, too much. No, oh, oh you sh- yeah. You should. <laughs> You, I feel like this is like a perfect time to segue into that story. Yeah, so the one that you use in your training. So <clears throat> yeah, oh God. So you guys, okay, I'm gonna tell you guys this, y'all. Thank you. We're not using gendered. Oh, you know, my, my apologies. <laughs> so y'all, we were at the beach one day, and so right, right from our lanai, our our balcony, you can see Diamond Head. It's an incredibly beautiful view. So we go to the beach. And Diamond Head is a. It's, yeah, it's tell them what it is. like an old, like inactivated volcano or something like that. Ooh, what if someone lives here and they listen to this? It's completely wrong. But they do. There's so two people. Like, so oh, shout God. out to at local BCBA, Marissa. Is it a mountain or is it a volcano? I'm pretty sure it's just a mountain. Yeah. I, oh, man, I sound so It's okay. Right now. She's going to hit us up and we're going we're gonna to get it right. So we're clear. So we went to the beach, clear across the other side of the island. And babe looks at me and says oh diamond head is so pretty from here now i ch- now i just chuckle this isn't like a, you're so stupid like i just like i was like oh i was like no babe that's not that's not diamond head and it was really like honestly in your um i don't want to say in your defense in your um to your point it really was just like that it was very like and i la- the reason i laughed is because i get it like i don't know what it is about being here in hawaii that i get turned around as well we were both kind of both that's something that we have in common and that our parents taught us cardinal directions and like how to get around, even if we didn't have like a map or Google or anything like that. But coming here with street, some street names, not necessarily being in English. So it's hard to kind of like pair um, street names and, and directions and stuff like that. So I got it. That's another reason why I kind of laughed. And Abe just gets totally just upset. Yeah. Do you hear me? Upset. We had to pack our things and leave the beach that day. I was like pissed. But so but there, go ahead. To and I'm sorry to cut you off. So to to kind of more background, um, when we first moved here, so um, like she just said, um, James in the military. This is our first PCS or you know change of station together, and it really was not the easiest transition, both for me or Jamie individually. Yes. In that, um. You know, it it feels like we're like moving, like we moved to another country. Um, And then just with some of the processes, processes that kind of come with um, when you move for the military, um, you know, you have to do certain things like in a certain timeline, such as finding housing and things like that. And it was really, really hard for me um, and Jamie, I think, um, more so me that like this is paradise. And when we got here, people didn't really want 
to hear or really even understand that like even in paradise like we're, we're living here we're not vacationing and so we were going through like a real life like individual transitions um and then on top of that you know a newly engaged couple moving here um one of the things that actually this particular situation eventually i mean literally like in in retrospect or in hindsight no in retrospect um it brought to light is i am very 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 particular about number one how people perceive me especially when it comes to my intellect like looking or feeling stupid is like a huge trigger for me so i will engage in a lot of behaviors to make sure that like i am really honestly just like as smart as as i want to be i'm one of those people that like i don't compliment myself very much but when it comes to my intellect that's like the one thing that i i know and i feel comfortable with like complimenting myself on so anyways just like Jamie said, when when she laughed at me, it truly y'all was like a chuckle. Like I can truly say that, like looking back on it. But like in that moment, I clearly had no MRT skills or no act skills <laughs> in that in that moment. It was very much like she's correcting me on something. And this is a huge deal. And I think in her mind, it was literally like, yo, like that's not Diamond Head. That's actually. And then like she named the correct place. Um, and we always bring that example up or she I should say always brings that example up when she's doing her MRT training because the way we were both experiencing the exact same event mm-hmm. in the exact same point of time was completely different and this was like an ongoing thing like I, I think we we talk about it amongst ourselves within like in our first like year two years together like you couldn't yeah, I, really I, I, like I wouldn't say it was that long babe I wouldn't say it was that long no no I'm I would definitely say about the like, first seven months of about like oh no I was gonna say like you not being able to like joke or anything like that because we moved yeah, because we we didn't understand each other in our, our language we didn't at all yeah, like I just yeah. thought you were like such a dick <laughs> that I like loved and you just thought I was like overly sensitive and you're like an uptight and you're like what the fuck Cam like yeah. we can't joke um so, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy, obviously, we worked through it, but it definitely took a lot of work to kind of figure out really kind of why that was that that I felt that way. Have Are there things that either you kind of dealt with in our relationship where you're continuing, like in full transparency, continuing, continuing, still dealing with in our relationship that are kind of triggers for you or, or no. ones that like you're comfortable speaking about like in the past? Um, probably just just that I think that you already mentioned it Hawaii so I've I've been in the army for 12 years and moving I've I've moved quite a few times and I was also both my parents were in the military as well so I spent my entire life moving around and I'll say that moving to Hawaii was the toughest move I've ever made I mean just a really tough transition individually so one I, I know that it had to be tough for you and then it, with it, us being our first move together, um, that was like a, a, a double down of some tough shit. Yeah. But I think it's just that. The first seven months of us being here was definitely like we had to really smooth out some rough edges when it, when it comes down to communication. That's why when a lot of times people mention like, what? What's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the key to relationships like communication. I'm like, no, you have to be much more specific, specific than that. Yeah. yeah. Because you have to understand like how your how your partner gives and receives information, how you give and receive information. So you coming in the house and passive aggressively 
mentioning like me not taking out the trash mm-hmm. to you you're going to receive that one way and yeah. to me i'm going to receive that and i know what that means yeah, get up and take yeah, out the trash yeah. you know whereas um months ago i probably didn't not months well when we first got here yeah um i may not have taken it as like as seriously or like take out the trash because of the passive aggressive like uh delivery because mm-hmm. with me you got to be direct and with you it's a little bit different you kind of got to be a little more gentle and that also kind of like you alluded to it goes into socialization not only by society but also our families like so as society we definitely are socialized to as women be very passive to passive aggressive and i think um i think that was confusing for you yes early on too yes. because i think i'm like you're so mean and you're that like, kind of no. goes yeah that kind of like, <laughs> that goes deeper into the episode i think because i was raised going back to what i was talking about with socialization yeah is that i was raised uh, my mom is just a she's assertive man like she is she just says it she says it my dad he's more of a he's more of a quiet storm like you wouldn't really know how wise he is he's a, he doesn't really talk a lot but he's more he's he's m- more quiet to just aggressive yeah yeah whereas i think you said your mom was a little more passive to passive aggressive mm-hmm. and your dad was a little more assertive to aggressive and i yeah. think that in some ways depending on like our own um what's written in the stars for us mm-hmm. as well as what we take from our parents we kind of side with one of those styles of communication i think Absolutely. you more so you more so sided with your mom mm-hmm. and i i more so sided with my mom yeah so to me I was like, no, you have to be, you have to say what you say, what you want, mm-hmm. be, be, be assertive. Yeah. And to you, you were like, do you have to say, do you have to be that rough? You know, do you remember when you used to be like, so you just need me to put sugar on shit yeah, and then yeah. like, you'll take it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. actually fucking yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I need you to do. I do. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't make sense to you back then. I think when we met, I was on the tail end of doing a lot of, a lot of work toward understanding that. I was taught backward messages about relationships and marriage. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when we met, I had I had done a lot of the work, but clearly, you know, I still had some ways to go. <laughs> so when you said Same, that, though. I didn't necessarily understand, but now, you know, now it's like I completely get it. Well, and, I and to it. that point, and I know... <clears throat> and now me. I can appreciate it as more of an art. Yeah. And like really it's like literally a dance. Communicating yeah. It, yeah, and communicating yeah. in a way that like, like it reaches you mm-hmm. rather than like shutting you down or yeah. making you anxious or upsetting yeah. you. It's like now I can appreciate the art of putting sugar on shit. You know what I mean? Well, and vice versa. I can definitely appreciate being more direct with you, even like if it makes me like feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I have to like just remember my audience. Um, and to that point, for any of the ABA practitioners that are listening to this, I, I definitely think that goes back to like how we are supposed to like individualize like our treatment plans and that like what works for like one of my scholars or works for me may not work for you or may not work yeah. for one of my other scholars. And yeah. I think you actually supervise your soldiers in that same way sure. where it's very individual individualized. Um, so I know this is supposed to be on love languages, but I want to just give us permission to just kind of have a free-flowing conversation we talk about this stuff all the time and I'm just really happy that um we can do it on the show so you alluded to the work that you were doing Mm -hmm. um before like you even met me knew about me anything like that and what I think is so interesting is when it comes to relationships so like when people ask us like for 
you know, relationship advice or even when people kind of give us compliments either about like how we look together or if they actually see us interacting. Um, and again, I, I'm very bad at like complimenting like myself and that's a lot of um, unlearning I still have to do. Um, as you know, that stems from this whole like hum- just humility to a fault. And mm-hmm. if you brag about things, then they're destined to be doomed or whatever. Um, I'm still going to like knock on wood though. <laughs> um, but um when people like ask us for relationship advice especially people who have seen us interact um because truly like admittedly it is I mean we just it's beautiful like honest to god we we really do just have a very beautiful friendship and romantic dynamic um one of the things that I I try to always tell people is that the internal work that we need to do needs to be non-contingent on like some of these kind of stereotypical ways or reasons that we're taught to have to like do this work so the work that I did um actually it was while we were in like while we started dating um I didn't realize honestly that I had my own work to do in relationships because in previous relationships I was the one that did not engage in those more overt like kind of stereotypical toxic behaviors Mm -hmm. and so in my mind, so for people who are into like RFT, so in my mind, since I wasn't the one doing like the cheating or I wasn't the one that was doing any of like the (laughs) abuse or like I wasn't the one that was doing whatever, surely they were just the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And to continue on this whole RFT thing, kind of to touch really quick on what you were saying about like our parents and communication, since my dad did have a more like direct kind of um, assertive communication style and that was not something that I liked, it was like, well, surely... I need to have this communication style over here that, you know, in, that uh, resembled my mother's and that has to be better. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, of course, we get together and I realize, holy shit, like I'm all kinds of like 50 shades of toxic myself. And what was that like? Um I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, cause I feel like it's kind of corny to be like, what was that like being with me back then? But kind of what <laughs> was it like being with me back then? Especially cause you are such an independent person. You don't really rely on the proximity to other people that you have um, to kind of trigger like this necessarily to like trigger this MO for you to to kind of like get your own shit together, like whatever that may be. So what was that kind of like being with me as I was engaging in some of this work? Um, and you can be as honest. You look so shy. Yeah. You, can be, you can be honest. I, I think that at times it it was... Um, I'll say probably emotionally exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, the work that I had to do was, was getting more in touch with my emotions. Mm. So I'm already trying to like mm. allow myself to feel, uh, you know, <laughs> allow myself to express feelings because I grew up, um, being raised to believe that that was, that that was, um. What's the word I'm trying to find, but kind of like weak. that week. There you go. Yeah. So, um, it was. I think it was more. It was emotionally exhausting for me. Um, I imagine, especially because your work was kind of to strengthen your like emotional health, if you will, mm-hmm. and or emotional, emotional intelligence. There you go. Rather. That's the word. Yeah, for sure. 
that me being so emotional and really my work was almost on the opposite end like I did definitely have to no I wouldn't say that you're so emotional though I think you got to give yourself a little more credit because you I'm pretty I think I think what like even though it was emotionally draining I still had a shit ton of patience for it yeah because you're both emotional and logical yeah so yeah. even when you were like overly emotional you'll be like I don't I don't even know why <laughs> <laughs> you always say that I don't even know why I'm upset about this because I know. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, well, I mean, at least you know. <laughs> well, no, so what I, I was going to my comment. Yeah, but what I was going to say is like, I think especially because you were doing like so much emotional, like maturing that here you have my super, I mean, I am pretty logical too, but like, you know, my super like emotional self. And that had to be like a huge trigger where you're like, you know how like people are like, God, what are you trying to teach me (laughs) right now? That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I think when it's, when it's, I I still work, I still work on, on when it's, I don't want to say unwarranted, but when it, doesn't make sense when to me. it's not logical to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still I still sometimes have trouble with that. Um, well, so actually that is kind of... A, and I also want you to like to interview like Even me. if it doesn't make sense to me, I can still like come meet somebody halfway and, and understand how it makes sense for them. Yeah. But even if I can't do that, I'm like, it's... I, I It's, 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 it's a You disengage. It's work. Well, so kind of even going back to the love languages. So I think, especially because of the job you had at the time... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, because, um, you know, side note of education for non-military people or people who do not have, um, you know, friends, family, loved ones or whatever in the military. The military is not how we oftentimes <laughs> we are. We should do an entire episode on that. We actually we should. people to spread the word. Um, Gabriella, Amber, solicit your spouses. We're doing it. Um, also solicit your spouses because we would also love to have you all on but no judgment if you all say no if y'all see that like we're like on the third part of this series and Gabrielle and Amber are not on here um but so yeah side note that so contrary to what we are taught in movies and media whatever in the military they actually have jobs like everybody's just not out there you know just at war bombing people not everybody comes back with ptsd or missing ligaments and fucked up relationships and all that kind of stuff so um although like jamie said she is a tretic a tretic a medic wow you see all those white claws um a medic by trade um, she also engaged in kind of how, and this is this is not a very good parallel, but kind of like how we have in our field special interest groups. She um, would she's had the opportunity to to engage in various jobs that um, are kind of like on top of um, her being a medic. So when we first started dating, you were a drill sergeant, yeah. and your hours were very scarce to date. I don't know how you courted me, and I y'all, she either. like really. <laughs> like legit courted me it was just beautiful and you still do so thank you very much um so even like with love languages where I'm just like I wanted like words of affirmation or I wanted physical touch or whatever and you did do a great job so I don't want to ever I mean because honestly even with like shit talking I can't pretend like you didn't um if I didn't tell you those things in a very direct way and usually it would be like that passive aggressive kind of communication style that I tend to fall back on um I'm I'm assuming it rightfully so is probably a trigger for you where like you were already exhausted or already again doing like that emotional work Mm -hmm. um so like 
I'd be like, yeah, because, you know, like everybody else's, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse is going to be like the work Christmas party besides mine because she just doesn't want to come up here. And she'd be like, Cam, like, do you realize like I literally work from, I mean, y'all, she like no it was, bullshit. It outrageous hours. Like I mean, 3.30 hours. to 4 o'clock in the morning to like. I mean, literally, like, like 10, 10 something at night, insane. six, seven days. And I'd week. be like, yeah, but drive to Charlotte. <laughs> and yeah. you did a few times. And again, yeah. I, I don't know how you did it. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't want to, I don't want this to be like a traditional interview where like, I'm okay. just asking you all the questions. So I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you have any for me? What advice do you give? What's your, what's your advice? And then I'll give my advice. About what? Um, I wouldn't say marriage, but at least like long-term successful relationships. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I feel like I wish that I had people in here that I've given advice to. Um, so I think one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is that it really is necessary to love someone the way that they want to be loved versus the way that you want to be loved. And that as I think easy as it may sound is very very hard um so even if we go back to say like that direct communication um it is very hard for me to be direct but knowing that that's what my partner needs and actually engaging in that is oh as i think um i don't want to say a minimal example because that is hard but it is definitely like a minimal example of you know how to love you like the way that you want to be loved um, even if I can be like a little bit transparent, like even like with your social anxiety, I am so outgoing and I had, it took me a while and I still, I think mess up on this sometimes. I think I'm better though. Um, really honoring like your anxiety and your social anxiety and, and understanding how to support you without trying to like fix it or without trying to really do anything besides like what do you need me to actually do um I think that's another example um I think as far uh, I think besides that I'm trying to think of another piece of advice um well while you think of that what was what would you say was something that was difficult to adjust to in our relationship I mean the military lifestyle period yeah um I and and no offense to anybody who um, say it, I love it when you say this. <laughs> you really do, but I don't want to be it when offensive. You say this. But it's when like, she's like, I, I didn't go to college to be an army wife. I, I didn't. And I love that. I really didn't. I love and it. when I say that, um, you know, oftentimes wives in particular who um, you know are married to people in the military, they take on this identity of their spouses, most often their husbands' careers, and I just it can be. So, um, you know, not an expensive podcast. Um, <laughs> just had some technical difficulties. Um, but, babe, I think you were asking me some, what was the hard, like a hard thing to adjust to, yeah, right? You said military. Military life. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I was saying, this is no offense to anybody, but I, I do think in this lifestyle, especially as a wife, um, 
there tends to be like this identity that comes with like being a military wife and so you just you never will see me as a person with like one of those like army wives anything (laughs) um and I I definitely realize I do just want to say before I kind of go into hopefully a short tangent about this that um my fellow admins of the shameless plug ABA practitioners impacted by the military Facebook group um join if you know, you're ABA practitioner impacted by the military. Um, so my admins have, first of all, been amazing. One, helping me and mentoring me um, in my career, but also just as people. And I think what I'm realizing is I am so, I, like, I just associate so far away from my identity as a military um, spouse because of this, like, I am as anybody who knows me, like I'm a relationship person, like any of my friends who know me, my family knows me, like, you know, that's, that's just the truth. But I'm also so fiercely independent, especially when it comes to like my career that like, and I always say this, I feel, I always, I'm like, you know, you don't see people like walking around, like I'm a BCBA wife, but you do. (laughs) And, And so, um, I don't know. I just, I, again, I did not go to college in order to be a military spouse. I didn't go to college and I didn't pursue, you know, any of the other certifications um, that I've pursued. And I, you know, I'm currently pursuing um, just to be known as yeah. a military spouse. Yeah. With that being said, I take such pride in being your, like, Jamie's spouse, but... Um, less about your careers but I think it's with that being said that it's been a hard adjustment one the military lifestyle um yeah. and helping people to kind of understand and the spouse side of it it, it like it's, what it is. it's like a cult <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean I don't want to be disrespectful but I mean but really it is it's like, like a, a Stepford Wives kind of club or it can be or it, has it can be this is not every very like derogatory um kind of stigmas yeah kind of stigmas to it yeah um but what I will say is being here on this island it has been really interesting because all of the military branches are here Mm -hmm. um I that's different for me as well I currently work um in two different locations one just so happens to be on a military base and what's interesting is and I, I think a lot of things go into play with that um first and foremost honestly my race um, but besides that, I refuse to disclose specifically on that campus that I'm a military spouse because I know if they ever see you come, especially in uniform, or if they ever know that about me, they're going to respect me a lot more. And I absolutely refuse. <laughs> or less because they can also be very elitist depending on. But they don't. I'm not trying to be funny because this is going to be rooted in elitism. But like they don't have my credentials. And yeah, and and again, I don't think I'm any better than anybody just because, you know, I'm anything. But with the nature of ABA services in Hawaii, like, we're kind of hot shit as BCBAs. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that they would dislike it. I really think they would be, like, speaking. You'd be a part of the club now. They'd speak to me every morning, like, (laughs) all the shit that, you know, normal people do that they don't. Um, So definitely the military lifestyle. Um, As you know, I've struggled a lot with missing people i've struggled Mm -hmm. a lot especially because you know i'm so nostalgic so if i hear a song if i see a show if you know birthdays holidays and then covid on top of that has definitely um been tough what about you what um 
what has been, I think your question, the biggest adjustment was it? What has been the mm-hmm. biggest adjustment um, since being with me? No, I think it was just that communication piece. Yeah. How does it feel to be a BCBA spouse? Oh, you know, I'm like your number one fan. You know, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Do you think I'm like hella smart? Hella. Or like, do you think you know, I'm... that was, that was, and I say it all the time, that was like the first thing that I noticed. That was the thing that I fell in love with first was like how brilliant you are. I mean, just, you have the ability to take just about any concept in the world and like spin it on its head, you know, and... Mm-hmm. And I, I joke, y'all, I joke about this all the time that like, I'll be thinking I'm saying something profound and she'll be like, you, I mean, she'll be no. like, I mean, well that, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, damn, <laughs> bruh, these voices, I don't sound like that. <laughs> um, so, okay. Let's tie back. Maybe your hair is cute. I like this. Bruh, we're recording cute, and you're girl. talking about my hair. Like that girl. So let's so talk let's about, talk about yes, let's, let's, I was, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. I have a really what good question. I hope I don't forget. Does so tell me about physical touch. So that's your first one. Mm-hmm. Tell me about physical touch. Why is it important to you? What makes it your number one? N- n- number one. <laughs> um, I wish I had money like put like actual songs because that would be like a really good. You just record that and use it and pay the, me, like ten cents every time. You there you go. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting is, and I don't know. I guess, and I I don't want to like ask you a question in response to yours, but like, do you actually think that's my number one? No. Even now, right? I think that that may have been my number one. So going back to ABA, again, we did this in 2018. Jamie was on the trail, um, AKA that's when she was a drill sergeant. And so I wonder if physical touch was my number one back then because I was deprived of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now, I think now something like words of affirmation yeah. would be your first one. Acts of service. And then, quality yeah quality time, quality time. would yeah. be your next one and then acts of service so then can i answer it because i think we agree on words of affirmation probably Actually, being my number one touch would come behind quality time and then acts of service that's true I feel like a lot of the acts of service I usually, in my mind, will want you to do. I actually, like, do almost, like, a sense of, like, therapy, such as, like, cleaning excessively and things like that. Yeah. Um, so can I answer it for words of affirmation then? Why okay. that's my... Yeah. Well, your question was why that's my number one? Mm-hmm. Um, words mean things. And <laughs> I... So, I mean, full transparency, I am in therapy ongoingly to work on my dependence of other people's acceptance and what they think of me kind of um validating like what I think of me and so and what's interesting is that although I love words of affirmation oftentimes the words of affirmation that you give me I feel so you're still working uncomfortable yeah. yeah I'm so uncomfortable with receiving them so even just now if y'all could just anytime she calls me smart and stuff and again my intellect is something that I I definitely am probably most comfortable admitting to myself about but anytime she calls me smart anytime I mean y'all she's literally like told people about you know me being a behavior analyst how smart I am I, she done set up you know presentations yeah she taught a class with me yeah like she done set up presentations and shit like that at her job and it's so it's not it's almost weird because it's almost like I don't believe it and I think you know and again full transparency like anytime you call me beautiful especially because like I've gained a shit ton of like happy weight thank god it's not depression weight me too girl (laughs) (laughs) um and so like anytime like 
like as much as I want these things, what I have to be careful of going back to ABA is not to extinguish that behavior from you in my response to you giving them to me because like I love it. I just really and I'm I'm actually you're doing the work to do like to work on like self-talk. Yes, and, I'm and doing. Like so it's a little bit easier. Um, I, I just I do. I love even absent, honestly, of that kind of codependence on, on what people's think of me I think words of affirmation for me are just a reminder especially the longer we are together that you recognize me and I think in um, relationships and marriages um, oftentimes it's just so easy like I'm in love with our mundane kind of acts like y'all especially during covid Mm. And even honestly, before COVID, if I'm being like completely honest, I mean, I always say like one of the things I love most about us is how much fun we have literally doing anything or nothing together. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes, though, at least what I hear of that happens and I'm really, really thankful that this has not happened with us is in that like every day, like everybody's going to work at the everyday kind of like hustle and bustle that you still see me. And not only do you see me as your spouse, I'm in a behavior analyst and all these other things like you see me truly to the core of like the human that I am. And when you give me those words of affirmation, even like going back to the other ones, like the physical touch, that quality time, the gifts. um, I mean, you really just like see me. So um, again, tangent. Um, (laughs) So for you, physical touch in 2018 was your number one do you agree it's still your number one because i do even yeah i was gonna say even if i didn't agree i think you would (laughs) so my question is what do you do when that is like your number one love language and me as your partner i'm either I, i i tend to not be like unwilling but i'm either unwilling to give it to you or i half ass give it to you or you know what like what do you do like when that's how do you feel and how do you cope with those feelings um, either individually or even like just like with me when that need is untouched, untouched, unmet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you do with that? I don't know. Self soothe. You, you honestly really yeah. do. So, so full disclaimer that we're talking. <laughs> she lo- I don't want people to think like. I mean, you probably do self soothe and like a master. I mean, I do. Like you know, I was going to say like in a masturbatory way. No, but so one of your biggest physical touches that you like are like head rubs yeah so does it ever hurt your feelings though when you're like bae like i because you manned you manned for what you want and like does it ever hurt your feelings or does it ever make you feel some type of way and y'all she's not the best head rubber because she falls asleep (laughs) (laughs) you gotta stop so anesthetic strategy man for head i have to get my own time for bed (laughs) (laughs) but am i ever i don't know like am i ever do you ever feel like I'm like just totally unwilling to give you what you want? No. No. With any of these like quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving no. gifts? No. You know what's really interesting? One of the things that we kind of discovered is that again going back to that whole like I think that we decided where you're like I'm not gonna give you gifts because or I'm not gonna buy you well that's actually <laughs> that's what I was about one. to say that's like one. going back to the whole like loving people the way they want to be loved versus how you want to be loved so and I still honestly this is like one of those things I still do so because receiving gifts is definitely like and I know we didn't touch heavily on this but like receiving gifts y'all is like my thing 
And so because that's my thing, I literally like go hard trying to give Jamie gifts. And I mean like expensive gifts or little gifts or whatever. And y'all, her reaction to them. Don't do that. Her reaction to them. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. So, but be honest. Like, your reaction to them. It's not. No, describe your reaction before you. It's not because of what you think it is. You're being defensive. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not falling into a thinking trap. No, okay. So, her reaction, I'll say, it feels lackluster to me because, again, I'm projecting my love language and my sense of, and my active, like, communication onto you so in my mind I'm like I just bought you this whatever it doesn't matter the expense it doesn't matter what it is like I just I really put like a lot of thought effort whatever into buying you this thing and, and y'all super I'll be super on the inside yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like on that's the why, inside that's why I, I like I hate when people try to surprise me because yeah like yeah like my reaction won't be what they but they even that, and they'll be disappointed even though on the inside i'm super fucking excited yo but even that where you're like i hate being surprised and i literally would be like well i like surprises so let me surprise jamie and then i'll be the one disappointed when like you don't have this like overt um when you don't show like this overt like appreciation or whatever and it's like well yo like i know she doesn't like to be surprised like that's my thing so like I can't I love surprises. That. I just don't like I, you don't I like truly scary. love surprises, but I don't like surprises well, just, because like my reaction always disappoints people. No, well that's true. Even though like so I'll be like, Yeah, I'm excited, but and it literally comes across that way and you're like it's that's very it? much like I'm <laughs> like, excited. That's, that's you'll you'll excitement. literally be like, I'm pumped. <laughs> oh, I'm like, and we'll be pumped as shit. Yeah. Well, but I was gonna say, like, even if it isn't giving surprises, even if it's just like gift giving, your response, I have had to learn number one to simply get you what you want, or to give you what you want, because again, like, you manned very explicitly for what you want. Um, oh, and so when listen, I negate, so from this is that, the perfect example. Uh-oh. The perfect example. I'm all I like about to give like a break. To listen to this. Like episode. I'm giving like a. Y'all, and this me. is what I am giving like <laughs> such a good. <laughs> you probably are. Okay, no, This is and this is what I mean right here. So what, what she's talking about, like I'm very explicit, I, and I am. But I, you guys, I am much more simple. I don't know why people... you keep on telling that lie. You are not. You are absolutely okay. Not. I am particular about things. <laughs> but here's the example, though. All my life, oh, where's Samantha when I need her? All my life, all I birthdays. All I want is a simple white cake with white buttercream frosting. That's it. That's it. You don't have to. You don't have. You don't even have to put happy birthday on it. You don't. I don't need candles. I don't need color. I don't need anything. Just white cake, buttercream frosting. And every year, my mom made it like an ice cream cake. She made it a jelly fill. Oh, <laughs> like the more like expensive white, white like, cake. Really. She made it. Yeah, trying to like make this extravagant. And I think that, like, that I'm, I'm much more simple than some people, like, make me out to be. I really am just, like, I, I literally just want a white T-shirt. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're like, I got yeah. you this. That's so this true. Long white duster. And I'm That's like, I just so really true. wanted a white T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know where I was going with that. Well, so. no, I actually think kind of to kind of what I was saying in that, like, I think because you give me. I mean, you really are just such a good gifter that I'm like, well, I need to do all of that in my mind. I'm like, I need to also do all that. Like, she deserves that. She does this for me. And that actually, and I'm simple. Just, nope. Yeah. You don't have to do all that. And so I'm like projecting all this on you. And it's like, no, that's not what I want. So that actually ties into your last question of like relationship advice and that like 
I think we really do have to be careful. People, especially now in this meme culture, when people are all like, you know, one thing about me is like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, one thing about me is like, you know, what I ask for, I can give. And it's like, yeah, but like, what if, if your partner doesn't need that? Or if your partner doesn't want that, you're going to be in a whole heap of disappointment, you Listen, know, and posting like, more memes because that we don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. like in, or read. Um, that's yeah. So, OK, let me if you can just close that window there. Sure. <laughs> um, you actually I think you said that we weren't going to cover this, but I think it's something that we should touch on. OK, is why people tend to think marriage and relationships are seen as inevitably hard um so i don't believe in talking about um like things in mixed company like when it comes to our culture so i'm only going to briefly just say i definitely think well, there's preface it with that because you were going to say that <laughs> i mean but i mean whatever like speak your speak your mind um in my opinion i i think that a, there's a huge cultural piece to that um, I think in our uh, black American culture, we have been socialized to. Are you about to talk about struggle love? Yes. Ooh, we job. have been like socialized to <sighs> recognize, reject, accept, be attracted to, whatever. Struggle love. Um, and so I think that's why shows like Black Love are so powerful. One, Although they do talk about struggle love yes, in there. Yes, absolutely they do. But I think, I think the thing that people don't understand when we do like the whole hashtag black love and everything is just how extraordinary black love is when it comes to everything that this life has taught us, um, specifically when it comes to being anti-black. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that black people still choose each other really is an act, I think, of revolution in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Given everything that we're taught. Yeah. So, um, I, so I do think that the whole struggle of thing plays into into that. Um, besides that, though, even with us, I think my dad was the one. I mean, he's always just said, like, you know, y'all to to my brother and I. You know, marriage is the hardest relationship you're ever going to be in. But I think he follows that up with the honesty and that oftentimes who you marry tends to to really show you um, like a mirror and like a they literally show you this mirror to yourself. And there are so many parts of ourselves that I don't think we are taught pre-marriage or even pre-relationships um, that we really should be taught as children. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's just so many parts of ourselves that. I don't think we tend to uncover or unmask until we get married. Mm-hmm. So what do people do when they get rejected? Or what do people do when, um, I don't know, people just want space from them? What do people, like, what do, you know, we do when people are honest with us mm-hmm. in, again, a very direct way that maybe we were socialized to think is rude? What do, whatever, like all of these, like, what do we do? Um, so I do think that relationships are hard, but I think that if we actually engaged in relationships in the way that in my mind, relationships should be engaged in the same hardships that we have in relationships and marriages and in romantic relationships and marriages are the same ones that we would have like in friendships or even in relationships like with our parents in that our relationships, number one, should be making us better. That's not a comfortable process to be better. Um, Number two, I just think relationships 
should be fun. And I really don't think, especially in our culture, that fun is talked about and that adventure is talked about. And um, I also think marriages and relationships can be seen as inevitably hard when two people go into something trying to change fundamental things about Listen, each other. And that was going to be my Simply point. because they love each other. That so, was going to be my point. Um, full transparency, when Jamie and I got together, um, I mean, truly, y'all, we, we met um, before we actually met in person for real we really laid all of our cards out on the line including um our thoughts about i mean even marriage our thoughts about children our thoughts about you know our career paths whatever and these were very hard conversations to have especially because for me at least they were like the it was the first time that i had ever had those kind of conversations in as transparent of a way that i had and due to the communications differences that we had in the beginning, it was really hard, I think, at first, because we, we really did. Because we, we, at that time, we didn't speak each other's language. At all. So if... At if, all. If, and I guess we can just be transparent sure. with it. So in, in the beginning, I went into... And this is like very, very beginning. Yeah. So in the very beginning, I can't say that I was looking for marriage or looking for a relationship. And so when we had this conversation, we talk about this all the time. We had this conversation. I said that I didn't want to get married. And it took us having some tough conversations to really get down to the bottom of that. But when when someone says, well, I don't want to get married. And because we didn't speak each other's language on the other side of that, it was like, well, (laughs) you know, why am I here? Well, why are we doing this? Well, why are, you know, but because of, what are you going to say? Well, also, like, coupled with that, why did, like, I did not actually know if I actually wanted to be married or if I was just taught that, like, marriage was, like, the end game. And so, and I and I knew I didn't want to change your mind on anything like I'm not I just I think that's what you said to me actually. I did I was like, like I'm, I'm not, not in business of changing people <laughs> that quote you know literally quote. what you said to me um and meanwhile you're all like she y'all she was literally turned on by me saying that and I was like not turned why on, are you like I, no you were like oh like babe, but I appreciate you had like your little like raspy like you well, know, I was horse because I was yelling all the time. <laughs> Your horse little like drill sergeant voice, and she was like, "Oh, I like that." And meanwhile, no, it, I'm all no, like, it was it was not that simplistic. I'm don't all do, like, don't do that. y'all, I'm all like crying on the phone because I'm like, yo, because I mean, honest to God, at this point, like I knew I loved this person. I mean, honestly, um, I I knew that I was already prepared to really walk in love with this person. And then she and here's me. the thing though is that I knew that too yeah but I had to do the work of trying to understand why I thought I didn't want to get married and it's actually probably something we'll touch on eventually yeah I mean sh- well shit you know we we're have here time. now yeah here. <laughs> she just cracked another one open we have time stay with this y'all <laughs> I know right is that um dang it and there was another point I wanted to make going back to the inevitably hard thing but just well, I just remind me that, so we can so I can come back to it. Sure. Well, I just knew I didn't want to change you. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, I love this person, but I want this thing, and she doesn't, and there is and no it's compromise. What well, well, at that like at, me, in that conversation? Right in that conversation. Well, we, what, well, I, what even we in that conversation, discover, I guess 
and not even we you had to discover is that it's not that I didn't but I I I think and even still I struggle with the way we're socialized to think to that, believe yeah. that marriage is the pinnacle of our success that and that <clears throat> I get so and uncomfortable. I had to, People are like, congratulations. I'm like, what are you congratulating me for? Like, I didn't like... Right. I mean, I did. You're, I, you are a prize. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, congratulate me. I'm like passing my boards. Right, congratulate right, me. right, Not, right. But even that, why... why and again, y'all, these are literally how our conversations go. They do. Why am I so like, what is it about me that like, even that success, like really right now, and you know, what I am trying to be successful at is quite literally living a life of pleasure in the most simplistic and I mean like in the most that in like literal way way. so even that like why wouldn't I want to be congratulated like what's the difference between like an engagement or a like marriage why is a celebration? and like a career why, why thing? Why is that celebration more? Yeah, I need to work through that. Because yeah. well, I, I mean, you already know. Like you know, I was socialized to like academia and all that stuff. But yeah, um, I just really want to give a disclaimer. Like honest to God, y'all, I did not try to change this girl's mind. No, anything. But we talked about it. Well, and remember, we did, we I had literally a lot of, was like, like tough why am like why am I here? And you'd be like, no, like I, like please, like and not in like a like a desperate sense but you were literally like please just like hear me out like hear me like really work through this mm-hmm. and I think you had to discover because again y'all this was not I was not I, I'm not again I'm not in the business of changing people at all I mean literally I am as a behavior <laughs> analyst but um and even like when it came to like you not wanting children and me having to really figure out like you just you even with the things that you learned about yourself such as it wasn't that like you didn't want marriage, like you were just saying. It was that you didn't want marriage in the way that we're socialized, and you yeah, don't want marriage. I didn't want to. I didn't. Let me see how I can put this. I didn't want to be with someone who was groomed for, for marriage. marriage. Well, you're from the south, so I didn't that want. You yeah, know. I didn't want someone who would cast their dreams aside or stand in my shadow. Yeah, because that's what they were taught to believe marriage and life was was supposed to be as yeah. like a woman on someone's side that's what's interesting too that like and, i'm just like yeah i don't really care about being a military spouse that probably and, and i and i yeah and i yeah, love that yeah. i love the fact that we had a conversation one time what did what did you say something about when when i call you mrs williams it makes you smile mm-hmm. but when i call you dr williams it makes you blush yeah and i dig that dig the shit out of that yeah and i wanted someone who 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 was as much into their own like autonomy and their own journey as they were into like our relationship together yeah well what I was gonna say is even with you having to kind of come to terms with some of like just your own wants needs desires whatever my interpretation of you at the beginning of our relationship was that you were just so sure of yourself and that like you had already done so much work and here I was like just starting and even that like it's so interesting again kind of going into this whole like two people can literally have the exact same conversation in the the exact same and walk um, away with two different different experiences experiences. like you know um I don't know I think and even and you know and I'm very hesitant and reluctant to tell people like that particular story of us because 
Because I'm going to sound like an asshole. Well, that. Ten and times I'm just going to sound like I just was so desperate. Like this like damsel almost. And it, it truly wasn't that. I mean, y'all, I I think, I don't, I can't remember if us together, we talked even like to my parents about it. Um, but we really, and even going back to the whole like not wanting children thing. Do you remember I was like, <gasps> like, yeah. and. But I think it was the first time you'd really be confronted. If, with, if I wanted it, especially yeah. like with my medical history. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably say, yeah, 772 times. I mean, it is <laughs> 70, like three, but like even that, that that wasn't something that you were trying to like even sway my mind on. But I will say, do you remember you actually compromised on that? Do you remember when, when we were kind of in some of those about adoption? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about like, um, if, if like we should ever like kind of come to that point. And then now, as you know, I am very much like shout out to my best friend Shelby I thank you so much for my god kids shout out to my brother uh, Gilbert and my sister Davida thank you so much for my niece and nephew um it's just gonna be a no for me you know and I'm so thankful um so I think my question is for you we talked about um you know some like big impacts that things have had like on my life as it as it came to us we kind of alluded to this. We came from two different kinds of socialization. Mm-hmm. Both of us were socialized in the same kind of class. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us were socialized, mm-hmm. although you make fun of me for mine, which is so interesting. Um, Mom, she does. Um, she just made fun of me this morning. I can't wait to tell you about, remind me, Mom, Sunny D. Just say Sunny Delight. Oh. <laughs> um, but what what was the biggest and I think this actually does kind of tie into love languages, kind of seeing my, so my family is very emotional. Yeah. We're very communicative, mm-hmm. period, and and of our emotions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I how, love that. How has, yeah, how has that been? Like, I love that. Like, I, when I tell you I got lucky in the, in the in-law department. Yeah. Like, I love, I love your mother and father for different and similar reasons, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and I love that your father's, is um emotional i love that your father is tender with with you and with your brother yeah yeah um i love that your mom your mom gives the best advice she she keeps it real but she can also like lay it on soft for you you know yeah and i i love that and it, it is different i think my father my father um his mother passed away when he was 12 and my grandfather was not very <clears throat> affectionate at all. Mm-hmm. So my dad, I don't think, is as gentle as he is. And you, mm, you yeah. my dad is like, I love he's him. just this gentle spirit. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't very affectionate. My mom was very affectionate. Yeah. But just not very emotional at all. Mm. And that's, it was a hell of a combination because when you meet her, you're like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. She gives yeah. you hugs and kisses. Yeah. yeah. But um, But she's not very at least years ago, lacked emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I think I kind of adopted that from her. So um, I'm trying to, what was the question? <laughs> you know, you kind of remind me, whenever I hear about your childhood, you kind of remind me of like Matilda and that like you were Oh, I don't think it was so, that harsh. No, not necessarily. But like you're just, you were, you still are. You're so curious and you're mm-hmm. so like inquisitive. And I think a lot of that was suppressed yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think your parents' love languages were? 
Because oh. I do just want to say love languages are not just about, in my opinion, not just about romantic relationships. Like, my y'all can ask my friends and is. Jamie's friends. I think we all do our love languages to our friends, too. Yeah, I'd say my mom's is is acts of service. Okay. Like that top one? Mm-hmm. And dad's? Hers would probably be acts of service. My dad's would probably be acts of service as well. That or quality time. I'm so surprised. I would think your mom's would be physical touch or quality time. And I feel like I would imagine your dad's for sure would be acts of service. My mom and I are similar in that we kind of reboot alone. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, talk, that's about, <laughs> talk about quality time and physical touch. Even that. So um, how, how, how do you manage that? As you know, I rebuke. I rebuke. Wow. Freudian slip. I reboot uh, with people. Or I, people that I can do nothing with. So not everybody. But I don't have to be alone to rebuke. Wow. <laughs> All these white cloths. I don't have shake, to be. Shake, shake, <laughs> shake. shake the devil off. Wow. You get. I um, don't have to be alone to decompress. I'm just going to switch the word. That goes back to that. The, the um... That was something else we had to learn. Yeah, that goes back to the the, the communication piece. And oh, people are wow. like, oh, communication is the key. And it is. But you have to literally communicate about everything. Yeah. So how do you how do you reboot? Yeah. How are you are you a morning person? Do you Wow, that's a big one for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you and you mentioned some of them earlier and I meant to make note of them. Um because I like I reboot alone. Like alone alone. Yeah. Literally. And Cam reboots like with people. Now, don't get me wrong. If we go out, I'm like the more the merrier. I love a big crowd. I love to party. But when I like wind down, I wind all the way down, and I absolutely need to just kind of be alone. Otherwise, it's really draining. Yeah, yeah. And I think it took you a while to kind of like understand that. You're like, are you mad at me? Like, Even what's now, wrong? like, are you? I just, y'all, I don't talk. And I'm like, like that. no, I just, I'm just gonna read, or no, I'm just gonna take a nap, or no, I'm just gonna sit in silence for a minute. Well, even that, I think, especially too, with the nature of your job in this setting. So usually, it's kind y'all of have fucking four days and so many oh, days yeah, off yeah, yeah. and shit like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, but I was gonna yeah. say, like, so usually, especially right now, because you work in a hospital, I'm like upset when you have like a day off and I don't. And I know in your mind, you're probably so happy, not because like you necessarily want to be like away from me. And again, two things can be this, like true at once, but really because like you actually get some alone time where you could just like watch whatever you want to watch or just do whatever you do. You remember? I think that's something we had to, you had to oh, learn too, is that God. two things can be true at once. Oh yeah. My, remember my, my ability to like comp- compartmentalize. You're good with that. Um, I kind of want to ask you, I meant to ask you earlier when you asked me, so what are, what's some relationship advice? No, I don't want to ask you that. Why do you think that relationships and marriages are seen as inevitably hard? Um, I think because we don't... Expectation management. Mm. And I don't mean that... I think a lot of times you're like, what's your, what's, your, what's your relationship advice? And people are like, adjust your expectations. It sounds like doom and gloom, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily how I mean it. Um, I think you have to... I think we are given very rigid ideas of what marriage should be Mm, and we we go into it we sometimes a lot of us go into marriage um lacking like the human aspect like of our partner so we say for instance if i if i if i married a man and it's like my father mowed the lawn Mm -hmm. every saturday he washed and detailed the cars every saturday he took the trash out he walked the dogs he 
did all the manly shit. So I'm going to go into this marriage expecting my husband to do all the things that my dad did. And I'm going to do all the things that my mom did Mm. and not and not respecting that maybe my husband would rather pay someone to do the lawn or maybe he'd rather go to the car wash or maybe I'm the one who has a hobby for like fixing things around the house. Yeah. And I think that we're we're disappointed in that way. So I might think of my so I may go into a marriage thinking that my husband is less of a man Mm. or he may go into a marriage thinking that I'm not as submissive because, you know, I don't cook as much as his mom did and i say adjust your expectations because you have to you have to take thorough inventory of yourself and your spouse yeah because your spouse may not be your parent and you may not be your parent yeah so you have to kind of in a way abandon this these rigid like concepts of what marriage is supposed to be and make up your own rules so we're gonna hire a fucking maid every two weeks we're gonna pull up recipes and cook together mm-hmm. you know this week you get the trash the next week i get the trash or you know whatever works for you guys but i think that it's kind of unfair to project like these these fantasies um i don't i don't want to call them fantasies that might be kind of rude i mean but these unrealistic maybe? these unrealistic ideas yeah on your spouse if that's just not them um are there anything in there are what were some qualities <laughs> that me <laughs> well because we talked about it what are some qualities that you wanted of a wife before? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're putting it out there y'all i had to be really transparent with my shit and so does she what oh, are some qualities that you wanted of you a wife up tonight and then you met me and i was and listen I so like, I, so i'm not gonna lie y'all all i have two words i always thought Whitley i was gonna gilbert no you were no, so that is so false <laughs> that is so i'm she's just like, kidding when I'm we kidding. yeah when we first met she's like for anyone who watches a different world she she just knew like oh i i figure you'd like be, want someone who's like a whitley gilbert and i'm like no i you know like, I whitley definitely, is like bay to me no Love her. I, I am all claire huxtable yeah you are I want a clear Huxable. So I always thought that I was going to marry a Georgia girl. I just knew I was going to marry a Southern woman. (laughs) And she makes fun of me all the time. Because this Michigander. I was pretty, like, firm in my my rejection of those. But so so what are some of those, like, expectations that I think, um, at least, like, either before me or even like at the beginning of us that I like you know hardcore rejected that like you did kind of going back to what your point when you were like you know oh, so you if I married like the- a man you know like in I saw my father or whatever mow the lawn or whatever like what were some of the things that like you just knew that you wanted of a wife and where did those things come oh, from oh yeah so same thing going into it like I wanted someone who for a long time I thought I wanted someone who was like my mother mm, I wanted yeah. someone who like was always dressed her undergarments matched <laughs> like so she put lipstick on just to go to the grocery store i told you our she smelled good all the time yeah, yeah you know and i and i thought that i i wanted that and so when i met this like this tomboy <laughs> but you but it was like as a, i like, like to a, call it like a, a stem, a stem. <laughs> we should do a whole episode on, like, which i didn't really LGBTQIA, know that i was into qia like terminology and stuff. i'd going. be learning some things like what pronounce this yeah legit um yeah, so when I when I met you and you kind of had this like different kind of stilo, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I dig that. Yeah, you know, I like it. But even that, do you remember like 
I remember the first time we were talking about some of those once that you want, and I'm like, so you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You want me <laughs> after driving like an you want hour me to wear heels all the time. Yeah, and like, you always want me to be on, and I'm like, I no, just can't I don't wait want you to be till on. people are like, yo, that's not how cameras. <laughs> yeah. I can't. They're not gonna say. I just they're gonna laugh at you. No, but do you remember where I was like, yo, like you literally want me? Kind of even but going back to we didn't speak each other's language. That. So you, but even going back, I meant. Yeah, that you I thought I, meant, to be that like I wanted on. you to be on all the time. Like as soon as you show up to my house at ten o'clock at night, yeah. you better smell good, have yeah. a lipstick, even though yeah. you work with kids all day. Like, yeah. no, I, I, I absolutely that's but not I, what I mean at but all. But I also think even that, like, even if that is what you meant, I also think one of the things, one of the reasons why, it, I think especially in our culture, um, that marriage is seen as inevitably hard is because. We're not actually taught, I think, to think outside ourselves. So what's interesting about me being a behavior analyst is when it comes to my clients and my scholars, I understand so deeply, again, like the four functions, especially when it comes to like sensory maintained behaviors. And when you as my partner were like, yeah, like I love like my woman to smell good. I love smelling good all the time. To me, I'm like, I like cool, like tough luck. I'm not spending my time or my money buying like new perfumes whatever and what was so interesting is like how quick I was to resist that because even in even like with me being raised in such an open um family and environment I still picked up on a lot of these mixed messages that I do think I think and I really could be wrong are culturally specific that we especially as black women are taught Mm. that like I'm not changing myself for you to to keep a man. Or yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and even that, like this whole idea of like, you better accept me as I am. And it's like, yeah, yeah. no, like that's a whole different episode that yeah. we can unpack. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know I usually try to keep the episodes pretty short. I think we're like pushing an hour. So I want to wrap it up. Um, I, let's see. So, I think we already kind of talked about how our love languages kind of play out in our relationship. Um, We also talked about how they can change over time. Um, Is there anything else you can kind of think of? We we do have like a loose outline um, because as you all can hear, I say um a lot and I think this is a good antecedent strategy for me to not (laughs) say it. But is there anything that um, you kind of wanted to touch on that we haven't touched on before we kind of let the people go? Um, no, I think we've, we, we've gone here, there and everywhere. I do want to say that I recognize that at the top of the episode, I kind of talked about like your social anxiety and me really wanting to Mm -hmm. do a better job of respecting that souvenir from my second deployment. Not, not, not everyone. Oh, (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. No, no, no. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's not true for Everyone. some people, but yeah, well, that was a souvenir for mine. I just want to thank you because I know even in just hitting the record button um, that this was tough. And I just hope that um, I made you feel safe and I made you feel comfortable Definitely. and that you felt like you could be transparent and open because this was hard. I know we've been meaning to record this for, for a while now. and I know you've been and I'll tell you nervous. That. There's a th- we talk about this all the time and that when I'm re- when I'm calm. This is kind of off topic. Maybe we can do an episode on like anxiety. different like how people anxiety. experience anxiety differently. So that's another one. If you so, all have anxiety um, and are willing to talk on the show about it, please also send me an email at lovesexabapodcast at gmail 
com because um, we'd love to. I'd love to have you on the show. But keep going. How yeah. anxiety kind of presents and that when I'm itself. like calm, it's almost like I can see my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like not not literally. Yeah. But I can see my thoughts and make like the words kind of flow. Yeah. But when I get nervous, it's like those words disappear, and so I, I, it's like I'm grasping at straws trying to put thoughts together. Yeah. And so. Um, I've been kind of calm here. I kind of forgot your questions a couple times. but <laughs> No, that's okay. Um, but honestly, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know this isn't easy for you. So thank you for that. I appreciate you trusting me. Um, yeah, so again, I try to keep the episode short. But whenever we get to talking, this is one of our favorite topics. And truly, we talk about this in our household mm-hmm. all the time. Because we are both just very, very committed to ongoing internal work ongoing watering our love watering each other roughing out or roughing out smoothing out roughing out there you go smoothing (laughs) out those rough edges so um yeah please 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 join us my hope is next week for us to have some couples on here with us um my preference is to have other people who are a part of um or who uphold a marginalized identity to be on the show so again if you are interested um and being on our show to talk about just love and relationships and aba and mrt and sociology and psychology and all that jazz i gotta get back to those thinking traps yeah but maybe so i think next week what we should do is instead of doing technique with tequila with aba topics we'll do them with mrt i gotta see if i can get clearance though Make oh that's sure true that is my true. ass down yeah. okay so y'all know that Jamie either did not get clearance or did not seek to get clearance if tacting with tequila next week is ABA. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're interested in being on the show, please, please, please send me an email at lovesexabapodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's lovesexabapodcast at gmail.com. Um, I want to answer questions. I really, really do. Like, I love just kind of shooting the shit with people. So if you have any questions, I want you guys to um, please, or y'all, excuse me, I want y'all to send them to the Instagram inbox because per your data, you prefer to send them to IG versus emailing. So mm. um, if you have any questions, and again, it could be about anything, sex, relationships, ABA, pop culture questions, suggestions of things that I'd like that you guys would like me to talk about, please send that to the Instagram page at love sex ABA. Again, that is the at sign love sex ABA. Um, and speaking of which, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at love sex ABA. Please subscribe and listen to this podcast anywhere that you can find podcasts, including anchor and Apple podcast. And last, but certainly not least, Please, 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 please send me a review. Send me five stars. That definitely is positively reinforcing for my behavior for continuing on with this show. So thank you again so, so much for joining me and Jamie on Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, where pop culture and ABA meet. Bye. Bye, guys.